Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome in. We've moved locations, at least here in the great state of Ohio and uh, just outside of Columbus now which means I had to jump on a new Wi-Fi. I'm just able to do it. I'm impressed with my technical skills these days, although it doesn't come easy. Uh, and here we are, up and at it, on a Wednesday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. By the way, tomorrow live at Strings. I'll be back in town, and uh, we go live from Strings. We'll have Jaguars All Access as well, and uh, a lot to get to on the Jags front as it all continues. Everything continues. Uh, National Emoji Day was yesterday. That continues. The backlash for Trent Baalke rolls on. Brent Martineau here, Casey Kurtz in the Action Sports Shack studios, keeping it all together for us. Austin Lane on some slope in Wisconsin, snowboarding. And uh, hopefully staying upright. Yeah, he loves it now. You know, what's crazy about the Austin Lane snowboarding story is it brings me back like this, it was this time three years ago where I like looked in my phone contacts and was like, I feel like I'm missing somebody that could be a co-host on this show. Yeah. And I'm like, where? I, I've got, like, a list of 45 people, right? And I'm like, I'm not taking it from the, stealing anybody from the other station. I got so-and-so. I got a different nice idea one. here. I got, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, and it was really up to me to pick. You know, I had the, I had the power here. And uh, not a lot of money to play with, but the power. <laughs> and, right. Uh, and so uh, I looked up my phone contacts. And let's see where Austin would be on my phone contacts now. I go to A. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. All right, maybe it's a little further down than I thought. So I'll probably I got a lot of A's. You know, it's an alphabetical order thing, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, and so that's what I started with, though. Like, I mean, I got Tyson Alualu here. I know uh -huh. he's playing, so I didn't. He wasn't going to be my co-host. Is this going to be a weird flex segment where you talk about your contacts? Nah, not really. It's probably not as good as you think it is. Um, started out pretty strong. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it's okay. Uh, so. Uh, somewhere in here, I got to Austin Lane, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute now. That might work. And uh, so I gave him a call, and I was like, hey, man, I haven't talked to you in forever. And we really hadn't. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. I knew he was still in Jacksonville, but I didn't know what he was doing other than the fighting game. And so, well, it turns out, I'm like, just a shot in the dark, what are you doing, and would you have any interest? And he's like, uh, hey, I'm... Uh, driving Uber right now just because I'm bored. <laughs> well. Not because I really need to, because I'm bored. Huh. And so I was like, all right, well, uh, that's good to know because I don't have a lot of money to play with. You might make more making u driving Uber. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so so then he was up, the moral of the story is he was up in Wisconsin for like a few weeks uh, at the holiday. Right. And, and he was with the family and, and Cody's family, his wife, uh, she's from there too. And so they were snowboarding all the time and doing all this stuff. And I was like, hey, if you have any interest in this, let's get together on like two days from now. We'll talk about, I'll send you topics 24 hours in advance, and we're going to do like a mock segment. And so I was basically driving down the road <laughs> back home one day uh, in Austin's in Wisconsin, and on the phone, we did a mock radio segment. And uh, here we are three years later. How about now, he's it? still back up in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm in Ohio. You're there. And welcome, everybody, to the show. What a story, uh, So though. that's, hey, listen, I know we got some new listeners over the years. They probably hadn't heard that before. That's true. It's a good and call. So we're going on a three-year anniversary. We're actually looking on, like, the week of January 14th will be our three-year anniversary. Can't believe we've made it this far. And uh, we're heading into 2022 strong. 
And so we are actually looking at to do a little get-together anniversary party again. Uh, we'll see where COVID's at and all the rest, but uh, that is a plan, so stay tuned for some details. But unless I get an email in the next couple of weeks, we are going to make our three-year anniversary. Yeah, we are. Which some marriages, it's amazing they make it that long. Well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but for our show, it might even be a better story than some marriages. Oh, 100%. Yes. It's definitely the odd couple. Yeah. And then some. Oh, yeah. We yeah, had you in the mix. And yeah, by yeah. The, before that, it was Coots in the mix. Been a, it's been an interesting turn in this chair, I'll tell you what. And you watch the segue of all segues right here, young man, because okay. this is the problem with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You do not want an odd couple situation. All right. You want a situation where you have two people, hand in hand, holy matrimony for a long time to come. Yes. All right? Now you, now, you can get Brent and Austin, and it works out, and you get a little lucky. Mm-hmm. And that might happen with Trent Baalke and, and whoever. Probably not, but... But it probably won't, is the moral of the story. And so, yeah, that's a segue. Because Trent Baalke's still a story. The fans are irate. Is Shad Khan going to listen? Is Shad Khan, is this opening eyes uh, for Shad? Uh, certainly, I've told you for the last 24 hours or so, it's heard inside uh, the... the the walls of the building, and not just what the fans are doing. I don't want to take any credit away from them. It's been an unbelievable movement. But also what was said and written the night we learned that Ian Rappaport uh, said that Trent Baalke was coming back. And so this is not – this is something that really raised, you know, some – I think at least got people's attention. I don't know about raised concern and red flags. But now it's impossible not to have the attention. Uh, to the point where I, I, I genuinely, because I'm just a nice guy, feel bad for Trent Baalke. Like, I, I, he didn't throw himself in this situation where now all of a sudden he's like the biggest villain in Jacksonville. I just don't think anybody knows him well enough to know that. Yeah, we hear the stories. We know some of the stories, too. But I'm not going to just – my sole judgment isn't going to be on what people say and do and their experiences. Who knows if those people telling the stories are great folks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wish – that I knew him a little bit better to have a little more background. But we know the resume. We've already said everything. I said it Monday night on social media. I said it yesterday on social media. I said it yesterday during the show for three hours. You, all you really have to look at here is from a philosophical standpoint, does this make sense, whether it was Trent Bulky or, or some guy named Joe in the spot. And over the last two years, it doesn't make sense. There's not enough evidence to say I've earned the GM job. And really beyond that, do you want this function in your organization because you're most likely going to get it? I give you 2014 Jim Harbaugh. I give you uh, 2015 uh, Tom Sula. I give you 2016 Chip Kelly. I give you 2020 Doug Marone. I give you 2021 Urban Meyer. Those are the last five years of, of Trent Baalke being a part of the or, an organization in the NFL, hands-on. And while that probably wasn't all his fault, I just don't like the connection. And like I've said, guilty by association, give me something else. Uh, this this place needs like a defibrillator of sorts, right? I mean, this place needs to be reset and and flush it and start over. And keeping Trent Baalke around doesn't make sense. I think we all agree on that. In fact, I'm, I don't know if we've ever agreed on more. Yeah. Like, I really don't. As a city, yeah. I mean, we, without even seeing anything else transpire, I don't know if we've ever agreed on anything more. It's, yeah. it's really unbelievable what has transpired over the last uh, 24 hours or so, 36 hours. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, if nothing else, you can say that Jacksonville likes to be the end of some jokes in the national media, but there's fans here, and they care. So I think that's an interesting 
uh, subplot is what happened here. But, yeah, everyone on the same page. It's kind of a weird thing to happen in the world today. Now, granted, not on the same page for necessarily a good reason, but sometimes it's good to just see people on the same page. I don't – I've told you for the last couple of days, I don't think Trent Baalke will be the GM in 2022. I hope you're right. With, with everything going on, do you think it's as done of a deal as maybe the report said it is and, and people now assume it is? Or with this movement of sorts catching the attention even of people down the building and maybe getting back to ShotCon? Or, we'll get into this in a moment, but Dan Quinn saying, according to Adam Schefter, he's not going to interview for the job, even though they requested permission to interview. And Dan Quinn could have got back in in Jacksonville, places familiar with, obviously, Northeast Florida, much like um, Urban Meyer was uh, with the Gator days. Uh, he's certainly familiar with this region. There will be plenty of reasons to take the job if you're Dan Quinn. And now he's saying no. Has it changed your mind at all that Trent Bulky will be the guy in 2022? Or, or what's your gut say? I think... I think Dan Quinn saying no doesn't make me change anything other than you could just look at it as a one-off because Dan Quinn's been a head coach, okay. Maybe he realizes that he's in a good situation only coaching a really good defense. Who knows? So it's a one-off with their I think. If this becomes a reoccurring theme, then yes, you have to reevaluate where you are if you're Shad Khan. But you have the interview with Doug Peterson set up. Who knows where they that where Doug Peterson ranks on the list of candidates from 1 to 10. If he's number one, then great. If he's number 10, then uh-oh. But also that nothing else has came out. Like, Rappaport said what he said, and everyone loses their mind, and we're all just kind of waiting for something to be said other than from you or any any other media person. The Jags haven't said anything, haven't, which I guess they don't really have to if it's a true situation. So, yes, unless other coaches are telling you consistently, I don't want to interview here, I think he will be the GM. That's interesting. Uh, I just don't. Again, I, I do think a little bit of this is, on my part, denial. But I also think the Jags have an out here. I've said this for the last couple of days. There was a report that said they would retain him. Retaining means, okay, hey, you still got your gig because guess what? I'm paying you to do your gig. Doesn't mean I'm not going to fire you. Right. Right? I mean, the, the language is important here. And I think the language of Ian Rappaport said everybody was like, oh, here he is, automatic next September. He's going to be like the GM and walk in the sidelines when the Jags play a football game. I don't think that necessarily said it. I didn't believe it from the get-go. I thought there was wiggle room for Shad Khan to get out. Now, with the idea that Dan Quinn says no to the job, is that the first or the last person that says, hey, I don't want to be interviewed because of Balky and the situation, potential, which I think, by the way, is stupid, and I'll get to that in a minute, why, um, and, or because of this, this fan outrage. And again, I think what Shad Khan listens to more than all of us around here, quite frankly, I think he should listen to us a little bit more because we've got a fun show, Shad. But we do. Yeah. I think he listens to the national guys. And I think guys like Albert Breer and, and others have come out and said they're hurting themselves by doing this. And I think sooner or later, as word filters and people talk, and like I texted or tweeted the other night my phone was blowing up the minute it was announced can you imagine what shad khan's phone was like yeah. and what about tony khan who has a good pulse we had him on the show yesterday go back and listen to the interview action sports shacks on espn 690 podcast you can subscribe and so i think when you take all that there was enough wiggle room where the jags did not ever release a statement saying hey trent bulky will be back keep in mind when dave caldwell and doug marone came back 
in the final year of the, which would have been 2020, there was a statement issued by Shad Khan, I think right ahead of the last game of the year, maybe, that said Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell are coming back. Didn't it happen like minutes after the game ended? It, maybe that was it. I maybe it was right it after the minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, so he said these guys are coming back. Well, Shad Khan, I know the season isn't over. And so maybe that's why Shad Khan hasn't issued any kind of statement. But there's obviously some things in motion right now. And we have not seen that statement from Shad Khan to confirm the report, say it's true, here's my statement, is my endorsement, here's what's happening. We haven't seen it. And when you don't have that, whether he was thinking it, was going to do it or not, he still has wiggle room to get out. And, again, I'm not a believer that this was a trial balloon situation. I don't think he threw this out there and say, hey, let's see how the Jags fans will react. Let's see how many tickets we'll sell if Balky's the guy. I just don't believe that's what he does. I, I don't think so. Now, did he misread how bad this might be consumed by his fan base and consumed by people around the league? Did he make enough phone calls? Has he been swindled, if you will, by whatever Balky's telling him? Well, absolutely, there's a chance on that. Because why would this even be floated out there? Well, and it, I don't believe Balky's floating this out there. I don't understand how that helps him. I mean, by floating it out there. If he floated it out there, I would think Shad Khan would have fired him yesterday once right. he learned of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this, though. What harm do you find yourself in if you're Shad Khan and you see this happen and you come out and make a statement and just say something pretty generic but along the lines of, look – we're evaluating everybody, not just Trent Baalke, but we're, we're evaluating everybody through the rest of the season. We'll make decisions at the end of the season. What harm does that do you at this point? I, I don't think there's anything, uh, any harm in that. I, I, think, uh, I think you could say, hey, Trent's the GM right now. We're going to get through this year, and we continue to evaluate the entire staff and how this season ends and unfolds, how we handle ourselves. There's a lot going on. There's COVID. There's this. There's this. Heck, I think you can even give an endorsement to, to Bevel because we'll talk about this. He's got his hands full right now. He, you know, he, he walked into a mess. Yeah. But I think you can say that and say, hey, we're going to have a guy who's been around the NFL also sit in, and we want different inputs from different walks of life and different backgrounds of, of who can be our next coach. Now, we can debate whether that's a smart move. Yeah. Uh, but but Gus Bradley once had Todd Wash sitting in interviews, and people laughed at that and said, "What are we doing here?" Right? So, the, the I think you could. I, would it hurt? No. But let's just say this: Shad Khan is not the guy. That, he's not an over communicator with the fan base. Right. Well, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't issue statements on a weekly basis. We're not talking about Jerry Jones here. You know, and he's not a guy to react to the public wave of emotion. He's just not that guy. Should he? Well, we can debate that. But he doesn't. That's the fact. I mean, he's been here for 10 years, and we know he doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think, yeah, I, I, to your point, I don't think it would be a bad thing. Now I don't think it would be a good thing because now I think it would sound like he is pandering to the fan base a little bit. Oh, yeah. Be because, you know, so you either had to do that like Monday. Yeah. Or, or you, you're not doing it now. And now, and now you just know the truth, and now you can say whatever you want to say, and then at the end of the year or whenever this coaching move is made, then you're going to say everything that happened. And I guess that's why I, I kind of said what I said earlier with I think he will be the GM because you had the opportunity even if you didn't do it right away, okay, a couple hours in, whatever. You, you, you made no, like, notice of it. And I get Shaw doesn't talk a lot or make statements a lot, and that's, uh, that's a given, but it just seems like – at this point, with nothing being said, 
because besides Jacksonville, I mean, Shad can't even look at it as like, oh, people are talking about the Jags. That's good. Outside of our Twitter feeds, like I'm watching ESPN right now. It's not scrolling on the bottom line. Trent Wilbalke reported to return. Like the national media, it's not a talking point, if that makes sense. So that's why I think he does come back because Shad had the opportunity to maybe clear it up. He didn't, which makes me believe he's going to come back. Yeah, and, he, and by the way, he might. I, I don't know if Shad, I don't think, is going to react to people per se. And what I think is what's going to happen here is uh, it, there might be this feeling at some point if Trent Baalke is not the guy that the fan base, and, and it's okay if you feel this way. I'm not being critical. Like, look what we did, right? Look what we yeah. did. We got rid of Chris Doyle earlier this year, and we got rid of Trent Baalke. And, and we're helping make the decisions. Well, I don't know if I fully believe that, if I'm being honest. I think certainly you, you probably the fan base is getting people talking inside the building. They're absolutely that's happening. Now, will the right people that have a way to communicate with Shad raise some questions about why everybody else is raising questions? And I do believe, again, I'm going to go back to the national media folks and people around the NFL. I mean, again, Shad Khan's phone is going to ring. I mean, Shad Khan, there, he has allies in the NFL, and he's got a lot of them. And people might be like, hey, you really sure you want to keep bulky? Like, I don't think people want to root against Shad Khan and the Jags. And they're certainly not afraid of him right now, the way they sit. So I, I just think people talk. And whether it was this movement that got people talking or whether it was Trent Baalke, the, the report of him being retained, got everybody talking in the league circles and national reporters and others. There's been enough stuff out there now that even if it's not on the ESPN bottom line, Shad Khan is hearing it. Shad Khan now is saying, all right, why is everybody questioning this so much? And, oh, by the way, I have not released anything that said he's coming back. Let's investigate this a little further. And then he could do what all of us have kind of said. Hey, give two people outside the building and two people inside the building a call and see if you get any endorsements here. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, if Shad Khan picked up the phone and called about 10 people or five people outside of Trent Baalke and his family, I just don't know who would endorse. I have not heard one person say, hey, Brent, you're wrong here. Hey, Brent, what about this? Here's a good reason. I have not heard any of that, and I've talked to enough people over the last few days about this, and I think other people have talked to people, and I don't think they're hearing that. And so, again, that's how it's going to – I think all this negative attention is going to be a good thing and lead to a way that, that Trent Baalke is not the guy and they hit the reset button. I believe that to be the case, and I, I will say this, and I'll, again, I'll, I'll couch it with, I might be in pure denial here. The Jags have made plenty of bad moves. So I might be in denial. This one just makes no sense on so many levels that I can't believe Shad Khan will be blind to that, and I can't believe the adversaries around him will, will would not speak up and say so. And so uh, I, I think, heck, I can't, I can't imagine Tony Khan hasn't said something to his dad, like, hey, you sure you want to do this, right? I, it's just... Uh, it's unfathomable that that wouldn't happen and this be re-thought about, uh, if that's even a word. Um, you know, reconsidered, maybe? <laughs> reconsidered, maybe. Yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, I, I just don't believe it, that Trent Baalke is going to be the guy, and uh, I doubt it happens. By the way, this is a big story that Dan Quinn, like why wouldn't Dan Quinn want an opportunity to be a head coach again? 
Why wouldn't he want this opportunity with a franchise quarterback, plenty of money, plenty of draft picks, some decent young players? Yeah. Why? I, Why? I, yeah, I mean, if it's not the GM situation, then I guess you have to look at what's on the field. And if you don't like what you see, I guess that. Because, you, like you said, the draft picks and the money, you have a chance to change a lot of what you see on the field. I guess I would go back to the point of where Jags aren't going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. He's got the Dallas defense playing really well. They might, but obviously that'll change if he, you know, interviews with, say, Las Vegas or whatnot. But it's surely an interesting quandary that I can't really put my finger on either. Well, and here's the thing. At the very least, take the interview, get a feel for the situation, and put your name out there. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. You, you don't get chances to be a head coach in the NFL very often. I would, I, yeah. I, I, you know, this, listen, I always say this. Doug Marone almost got the New York Jets job. Right. If Once he didn't get that job, and, I, and I, he was really close to getting that job, but once he didn't get that job, I didn't think he'd get another job in the NFL. Like, I thought his time, his window had been missed. The whole situation with Buffalo, how it ended. Now, he might have. But that's, I think, he got another chance because of Tom Coughlin. Right. Right? And the situation here in Jacksonville. So, I, if I'm Dan Quinn, I'm not, I don't know if I'm waiting around. Uh, I, I'm probably taking a, an interview and putting my name out there and seeing, hey, if, if, if I do have a problem with Trent Baalke, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, shot. anything we can do about that GM job? Right. I mean, like that's what you you have some power if you're a sought after coach in a hiring process. Right. Do you think this has anything to do with that you can interview him this early? Do you think part of it's Dan Quinn's like, hey, I got a good thing cooking right here. We got a chance to win big. I need to focus on this. Yeah, I guess, but it's a selfish league, man. I mean, it's it's a selfish game. <laughs> it's a, I, are you telling me on a next Tuesday? You can't go do an interview with the Jags because you're, you're getting ready for the last. You've already clinched. Look, I'm just trying to come up with ideas here, Brent, other than nobody wants to coach the Jags. Yeah. I, I'm trying to I, make I it positive. I'm well, trying to and be what you. I'm and what I'm trying to do is say, listen, I know the first reaction when I put this out on social media is going to be like, wait, why aren't they? Why, why isn't Dan Quinn interviewing with the Jags? It doesn't make sense to me. Hey, Brent, you're an idiot. It's because of Trent Baalke. I, I just don't buy that as the only answer. Now, would he accept the job if Balky's definitely the GM? I believe that. But why wouldn't you interview? Why wouldn't you come and interview and get a, a spot on the yacht and say, hey, uh, what about the GM job? I don't agree with what we're doing here in the GM job. And if he says, hey, I'm sorry, Balky's our guy, then you can be like, well, ah, sorry, I'm not then. You know, I mean, you can at least get to the table on that. Yeah. I, so I, I just refuse. It, it's an interest. It's a curiosity and maybe Quinn just doesn't want to move around anymore right now. Maybe it's the kids. Maybe it's the family. Maybe it's like, you know what, I'm going to wait for a different opportunity. I want to sit back uh, and, and I like this role. Um, certainly could be, but I'm telling you, you know, get a lot of these opportunities. And, and why not keep your name afloat? The longer you keep your name out there, the more chance you have of getting a job at some point, I think. At least if it's not this year, maybe next year, if you're Dan Quinn. And I told you. Dan Quinn, uh, there are people that really vouch for Quinn now that I've talked to over the last few days. Like, they say he is... The players love him. Run through the wall for him. And if you look at the Atlanta record, it's not terrible. Maybe he's got a raise coming his way, Jerry Jones told him about. <laughs> he might have. He might have. Uh, what does that mean for Kellen Moore? Uh, we got more to get to. Uh, 
this organization is in a really bad spot. Daryl Bevel is the guy right now that has to lead them through it. And the Dan Quinn turndown of the job interview might not be the only thing. That raises a red flag right now. We'll get to more of it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Rolls on here on a Wednesday when we come back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you hear things, and um, I don't. I try not to dive too deep into all that right now. That's not. That's not my focus. You know, I need to um, just work on trying to win these last two games, and um, it's gonna take everything we got. We've got two two really good uh, teams coming up the next two weeks, so just focusing on that right now. Obviously, you see and you hear things, but um, right now, my job is to is to go and try to win some games. So I'm I'm just trying to you know push that off, and um, yeah, just focus on this on this season, finishing strong. <laughs> uh, that is Trevor Lawrence. You know what I really appreciate about Trevor Lawrence? I can't imagine. It, he does not. Uh, it, there are plenty of people that kind of lie to you in the, sure. when they're at these news conferences. And, and by the way, I would call them like fibs. You know what your mom used to say? You yeah. Fibbed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and the reason that is because you kind of have to sometimes. Like he even said it like a few weeks ago. He's like, listen. I'm going to try to tell you as much as I can, but I can't tell you everything. Right. Right? He's like, I'm not going to lie to you, but I can't tell you the whole truth. Like, he said it. And and I just appreciate that, like, even in this, he's like, yeah, I, he basically is like, yeah, I see all the emojis. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's what he basically said. Yeah, pretty he's much. He's like, I, I see all the buzz. I see what people are talking about. I'm not blind to it. Well, other people be like, oh, I'm in a bubble. I don't know. I'm just a... You know, by the way, it's even harder right now because those guys aren't even in the building all together all the time. So they're actually outside. And what always happens with the players especially is that family members send them stuff. Like right, yeah, like yeah, Trevor yeah. Lawrence's brother, and, and this might be a bad example, so don't mind me, Trevor, and the Lawrence's. I'm just using this as an example. But Trevor Lawrence's brother might be all over Twitter and, and saying, dude, you see this? Is yeah. this true? Like, and he might say that like five times a day to him. That like, would be tough. Like these, these people have, like James Robinson, when he was on our show, he has two little sisters. They're like 10 and 11 years old. So pretty much all they're doing is on social media. Well, I don't know if they are at 10 and 11, but you get my point. Like, you can be like 20-something years old as a player and have like a 16-year-old brother or sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all they do is live on social media. And by the way, the moms and dads, they all are on social media because they really are looking for the positive stuff and they want to keep up with their kid and all instead they get all this other stuff, you know? Yeah, so I just appreciate that Trevor is, is, is like, yeah, listen, guys, I hear it, you know? He's basically like, it's a mess. Can you, can you imagine <laughs> if, like, Trevor's family is kind of out of touch, they go on Twitter for the first time, it's just straight up that emoji? <laughs> They're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, listen, it's still kind of weird on my timeline. Um, yeah, I'm to see it all. It's yeah. very, like you said, it's very confusing because everybody looks the same now. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out who's who at this point. Uh, but I won't be issuing any statements of why I'm not changing my emoji, okay? Please don't. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a little unnecessary, don't you think? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a little over the top. Yeah. Just I'm not going on, to justify. On. Here's the thing. There's a, there's a chance I can be professional or not, all right? That's the, that's the bottom line. That's not a statement. That's just a tagline. Yep. You can be a little professional in this or not. Um, we see it, too. But you're not getting me to change my uh, profile picture. Got to do more than that, that to get to Brent A.S. Jacks. You better believe it. <laughs> you do. Uh, I can be bought in a lot of ways, by the way. Uh, hey, uh, just update on the COVID list. Uh, the 
Jags are placing Cam Robinson yeah. on the COVID list. Uh, Cam Robinson, who else? Uh, Dylan Moses. Yep. And I'm missing somebody. Yeah, definitely somebody else. Uh, Jadon Mickens. Uh, Jadon Mickens as well. So that's and that's pretty much everybody then, huh? Who's not on it at this point? Trevor. Uh, yeah, Trevor, thankfully. What you got to start to wonder now, Ben Barch was on it. Linder's on it. Norwell's on it. Cam Robinson is on it. Yeah. You've got the best defense in the league you're playing on Sunday. I, I, I think I told you on Monday, even yeah. before two of them weren't on it, I wouldn't play them. And I don't agree with you. Still? I'm I'm thinking, I'm, I'm rethinking this like okay. Shad's rethinking Trent Balky. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> Maybe reconsider, huh? <laughs> I mean... First of all, let me just say something. We're going to get back to the coaching search and all this stuff. We have so much to talk about. I mean, it's a, in a weird way, it's a hell of a radio week, isn't it? Um, uh, the the job that Daryl Bevel, I listened to his news conference today, and I'm like, my gosh, if I could send that guy a Christmas card and give him a hug, I think I would. Mm. I, I mean, what a what a what a terrible situation for Bevel, especially as as trying to lead this thing, but even the entire staff to be it like they did not sign up for this you know they wanted to be a part of something to change it and special and urban meyer made a mess of it uh and now from covid world to not being in the building to so many people maybe being out to being two and 13 to having to go to play the patriots of all teams in december in gillette when they're in the middle of a race that they have to win i mean this score is going to be disgustingly bad on sunday and and I mean, I just can't think of a worse situation to be put in. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, to be honest with you, the, the two coaching vacancies, the, the Raiders staff has been put in a really bad situation all year, too, for different reasons. But, yeah, I mean, these two coaching vacancy jobs, I mean, uh, you got to feel for the coaches that have taken over and tried to keep this thing right. And, of course, the Raiders had a longer time to do it. Jags was trying to get to the finish line. I, it, absolu- it actually crossed my mind today. Oh, boy. Like if you could act, if you could pull the the people in the building. Okay. And there's such competitors they wouldn't probably. But I'm talking like, get them on a lie detector test with the poll. All right. You can forfeit the game on Sunday and not take the trip to New England, or you go play it with the situation they have. What would they decide? I think it, I'd be interested to see the results because I know what I would decide, and I I think I know where you decide, but. Uh, sometimes you got to be realistic. Obviously, you're not going to say it, but you got to be realistic sometimes. So the Jags have four linemen now on the on the COVID list, and again, the the protocols now are changing. Four starters. Four starting offensive line. Yeah, I mean that, that that's that's a big part of it. I mean, if three of them are not starters, then it's a little different. But when your left tackle, your center, what is it, right guard and left guard? So everybody but Jawan Taylor, I guess. That's tough. And you could argue he should be a backup. <laughs> you said it, not me, but we'll, we'll continue. And by the way, they also are on running back number four. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, and they're on rod, wide receivers number, because you lost Chark, still LaVisca's out, so they're on wide receivers four and five, and Marvin. Yeah, I... Uh... I mean, I do wonder if you start to think about Trevor a little bit here. I mean, what's there to gain to be playing 
Trevor Lawrence behind an offensive. Now, again, a lot can change by, by now till Sunday. But is there anything to be gained playing Trevor Lawrence behind an offensive line that might not have Cam Robinson, Ben Barch, Brandon Linder, and Andrew Norwell? <laughs> and and hey, listen, you feel okay with Walker Little going out there. And okay, whatever on Jawan Taylor. And I actually think Will Richardson, uh, you got Tyler Shatley. Okay, I'm talking myself into it a little bit. Of uh, seriously, I am. Like, I mean, I think you have guys that have played there. So maybe it's not as drastic as I'm saying, but you also don't have James Robinson, don't have Travis Etienne, which you have all year, I get. But, and you also don't have Carlos Hyde. And so now you're on Daria Gumbawale, and you're on Cottrell. Yep. And you're on... Rock Armstead. Rock Armstead, if he can play. And you're on the other guy they picked up from Key West. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sergeant. And, and I thought Bevel brought up a really good point. Like, people don't understand this sometimes, and they don't factor it in. Everybody's like, running back stats, fantasy football, I get it. But the most important thing a running back can do, especially from a quarterback standpoint, is pass protection. Yeah. And knowing pass protection is not an easy thing to just, boom, go out there and do if you don't know the playbook. And, knowing, and being good at pass protection isn't easy to do anyway, even if you do know the playbook. Like, James Robinson was pretty good at pass protection. I always thought that was the most underrated part of Maurice Jones Drew in his career is that he knew pass protection, and he was awesome at it. Like, yeah. very good. And nobody ever – like, what he did without the ball was very impressive. And so, to me, you wonder, like, all right, are we going to throw this kid out there uh, with two games to go? And, I mean, I think they will. And, and I, I still probably side as a competitor, uh, I'd say, yeah. But you are risking some things here now. Like, listen, if he gets banged up, it's the end of the year. I guess you got the entire offseason. But now you could set back your offseason a little bit. If he suffers a serious injury, now you're really like, should we have done that? Uh, that could happen in any football game. So you can't play scared. But you can play smart. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just – listen, the bottom line – Trevor Lawrence going on the COVID list wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, I think, I guess, for him in this game. Yeah, I mean, as long as he stays healthy, for sure. But the way I'm looking at it is I, Matt Judon sacks people when the regular offensive line is out there. He's got 12 and a half of them. I don't need to see him against a rookie left tackle. You know what I'm saying? Their, their defense is number one in the league for a reason. They are absolutely disgusting, again, in a good term, on defense. I... I don't need to take the risk because the only thing I have in my mind right now is Joe Burrow last year. Yeah. Uh, and I don't need to see it. I really – at this point in the season, you have nothing, absolutely nothing to gain. Yeah, I, I, I don't uh, – listen, Judon might not play either, depending on the COVID protocols. Um, you know, what was Josh Allen mad about the protocol stuff? Do you think it was just because Carson Wentz kind of getting off the hook here? Yeah, I, I just think... Like, they changed the rules because of Carson Wentz, it looks like. Yeah, and I could see why if you're a guy like Josh Allen, who obviously is on the COVID list, and the, I, I think it's just at a certain point, the players are fed up with, you said it was going to be a certain way, and then go to the games. Baker Mayfield complains, the Browns complain, they get games moved, that wasn't supposed to happen, whatever. Now you go to another situation where we knew the rules, Josh Allen is partaking in the rules 10 days whatever and then Carson Wentz gets it. it's like oh we can't let them play without a quarterback and now the rules are different so I think it from Josh Allen in the way that I'm interpreting his tweet obviously I haven't talked to him but I'm looking at it as he's like because he tagged the NFL so he's like NFL what are you doing you're changing the rules for these guys but not for others and it just it's not fair at the end of the day 
okay, take Josh Allen out of it and these other guys. Do you think it was the right thing by the NFL, though, to say, hey, the, the, we're going to go with the CDC here instead of having such a harsh penalty, and we need the integrity of our game is at stake. Like, did you see what they rolled out there on Monday night football with the Saints and Dolphins? Like, yeah. do you want that with games on the line, with playoffs on the line? I mean, probably not, to your point, but, I mean... If it's the right thing to do safety-wise, then I guess you have to look at it. But I just think the way that it's been handled in general, you made the Saints play without a coach, but when other teams had coach test positive, you you push postpone games. So I, I just think as a player, you get fed up with some teams have it differently than others. That's just the point of the story. Some teams have had it differently, and I can imagine wishing that it was an overall even playing field like you thought it was going to be when you signed up for the season. Yeah, I hear you. And, and listen, I, I do – I. I don't know if I side with the NFL. The product on the field is important. Integrity is important. Uh, rules are important. And also, this thing is as fluid as it's ever been. And it's for a year and a half, it's been fluid when it comes to COVID and what you can do, should do. It's all up for debate and, and criticism. But I think it's, a, it's such a new arena for the NFL. It wasn't this bad last year. And, and so... I think they, they're just trying to figure it out and do the best they can. And, and well, that might ruffle some feathers of some players. But let's be honest. Josh Allen is like a tree falling in the woods right now. Like, yeah. he ain't getting headlines because he's saying, what the hell, NFL, right? right? Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is Carson Wentz being, being out, well, that's a tree falling in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Absolutely. And, and, and so, uh, and I love Josh, but I mean, that's just the way it is right now because they're in the playoffs and those games matter and, and all this stuff. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, it could benefit the Jags, too. I mean, they need some players back to be able to be competitive to go play the New England Patriots. Yeah. And it could benefit Josh Allen where he plays this week and he would have had to sit out. Yeah, that's fair. By the way, if you're just jumping in on YouTube, I see a comment. Trevor does not have COVID. Yeah, no, he's it, not on the list. He was not added to the list. We were just kind of speculating on what they should do if they should play Trevor or not, but Trevor is healthy if you're just jumping Yeah, in. he's healthy, but the question is so many others are not, and their offensive linemen are all on the COVID list. Now, could they come back? We'll see. Are you, ha are you, are you comfortable enough with the backups if you don't have your starting offensive line, like four out of five of them, that you would play Trevor Lawrence? Really, that's what we're asking. I still say I think I am. I, I would. I'm barely comfortable with the starters, so I say no. But I, I will say this. You open yourself up to really ask that question in two months and be like, or three weeks, be like, what the hell were we doing? Like, why did we do that? I mean, what, you know? what are you going to gain from it? That's the way I look yeah. at it. More um, experience is great, but he's had, he's grown a lot this year. I think we can say on and off the field. Just let him sit this one out. Yeah, but they're not going to, you can't duck it, you know. And again, if he's on the list, it's one thing. If he's healthy, they're going to play. I know, Anybody, I know. That's, that's a bad look, you know, to just say, okay, we're not going to play. We're afraid he might get hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's already been a bad month for the Jags from a PR perspective. That might even put a cherry on top. We'd have to get a that. new emoji. I don't know what it would Another be. Another emoji, yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. So much to talk about. Who else is on the list? Anybody else going to say no? Uh, where's the Jags head coaching search leave? Doug Peterson, tomorrow. Give him the job, mate. We'll talk about it when we come back. Yeah, try, try, trying to do the best we can. I, I'm, I'm really kind of taking the data day to day. You know, I mean, virtual is not the not the greatest thing, as you guys know. You know, it's it's a totally different different atmosphere, and and particularly for a learning atmosphere. 
But um, right now, I think that's the best interest of the team, yes. Uh, that's because the Jags have gone virtual. Uh, that's Daryl Bevel, the interim coach, and I think this guy, and, and the staff, by the way, a lot of good people on that staff, and um, some we know, others we don't know as well because of this world that we're living in. Um, but, gosh, it's just been so hard here in Jacksonville. <laughs> it's so hard and and very dysfunctional. Uh, we're going to get into it coming up at 4 o'clock hour. Like, what, you know, you got Dan Quinn says he doesn't want to come an interview, and it could be for a myriad of reasons, but it's still not a great look. And then you have a guy like Divina Zigbo is willing to pass up a game check to play for the Jags to stay on the practice squad with the with the Patriots. I mean, you know how much money that is? A good amount. That's significant money. That's tape. That's like your future. That does not say a lot about the offensive staff of the Jaguars. Like, it says maybe a lot about what's going on in New England. I understand that, but gosh. It feels uh, like he's getting better, Brent. Yeah, getting better by not playing or get better by playing. You know, I mean, who would pass that up? Maybe it just doesn't feel like taking a flight. I don't know. Uh, but it's uh, there's, there's a lot going on there. We're going to talk more about it, uh, what the coaching search where it leads. Uh, bulky continues to be a hot topic. And by the way, you're always welcome to jump in on the show, 904-362-9901. You don't have to be afraid of Austin this week. He's not here. Just be afraid of me and Austin, uh, me and Casey. Uh, and, and, I mean, there's nothing to be afraid of. So give us a buzz, 904-362-9901. Steven's never afraid to call the show. Here he is, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hope you had a good Christmas, man. Happy New Year to you. What's up? Hey, how are you doing today? And, of course, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, my main thing was uh, with the whole Trent Bulky situation, um, I think uh, I agree with you. I don't think it's, he's going to be retained for next year. I think they're just – if you look around the league right now, everybody's being put on IR or things like, of that nature, COVID's hitting us. GM, you still need a GM to like we just signed – I got a tight end from the Bills practice squad. We just signed her a DN and a running back off practice squad. We still technically need a GM right now. I just I, I want the fans to at least calm down a little bit. Nobody said he's retained for next year. So I mean the clown the clown face thing is kinda of creeping me out a little bit on Twitter. So it I, I just want everybody to wait until you actually get verification from Jaguars saying Trent Balky, then we can then we can start, you know, pitchfork and torches and everything like that. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks. Uh, I, I will say this. Uh, the reaction of the fan base is, I, I believe you, what is being said and done here in town this week is actually pretty, um, could be impactful. I, I think we've talked about that. I don't think it's the overriding thing. Again, I might be in denial. I don't believe Bulky's going to be the guy for a myriad of reasons. I don't think it's because of the emojis. Uh, but I think it's partly because of the backlash. And that wasn't just fans. That was media. That was national media. And I think that will be people that you're not even knowing have had backlash into shot and, and important people in the organization's ears and saying, wait a minute now, is this the right way to do this? And, and you know where I come from? It's more philosophical than anything it has to do with about Bulky, even though I think we could debate whether Bulky should be the guy just on his merit alone. But I do believe it's more philosophical for me, like reset the button or hit the reset button, start it over, flush it, and get it figured out. Dan Quinn doesn't want to be a part of it. Why not? Who else will be a part of it? Doug Peterson about the interview. How will that go? 
Let's talk more about it. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 when we get back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.